Small businesses are the backbone of America, and they help keep the spirit of Texas alive. But did you know as many as 50% will close their doors forever after just five years? Well, we're here to change that. This is The Beef. We know how tough it is to be an entrepreneur today. We're giving small business owners a platform to share their story. You'll hear it all. The highs and the lows. The good and the bad. But most importantly, you'll learn. Welcome to The Beef. The Beef. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Beef Podcast. I'm your host, as always, John Kelly, a.k.a. John the Marketer on Instagram and TikTok. Today, joining me virtually, we have A, a studio not in the guest, and B, a guest that is not so much a small business anymore. But as we always say here, you never know what you're going to get, man. Everybody started off small, got to where they're at, and this is somebody that we definitely want to hear from, learn from, and talk to. So I've got to introduce Clayton Mask. He's with Keep. They're a powerful CRM and sales and marketing automation tool for entrepreneurs, just like many of our listeners. Clayt, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks, John. I love that intro. That is, I feel like I'm with my people. This is awesome. (laughs) You know, the sad part is, and the listeners have heard me say this over the past couple of episodes, this is going to be one of the last few episodes where we're going to hear that intro come in because we're actually totally rebranding the podcast. We're going to keep everything the same. It's going to stay exactly where it's at. Everyone who's listened, it's just going to have different colors and a different logo and a different name, which means we're going to have a fresh new intro, outro, the whole nine yards. It is equally as good. I promise that. But man, you're right. It is such a killer intro. We fell in love with it the first second we heard it, and I'm going to be sad to see it go. (laughs) I love it. Well, I told you, you know, before we started this show off here, we always start out with an icebreaker question just to kind of get things flowing. So today's icebreaker is what is your favorite local restaurant? We've got a little place, a little Mexican food place, right? About a mile and a half away from my house called Boca Taqueria. And I love it. It's amazing. So we probably go there at least once a week. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm from Texas. So this is the, the taqueria capital of the world, I think, you know, minus where they do it authentically. But this is the Tex-Mex capital and Tex-Mex taqueria of the world. So I can appreciate that. <laughs> right. You know, that's something I don't think I actually looked at. Where are you located exactly? Well, you know, not exactly, but <laughs> yeah. what, what city yeah, and state? We're in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. We're in the Phoenix area. Chandler, Arizona is our office, and I live in Gilbert. Okay, yeah. So I'm sure, you know, being a border state, you probably have some good, legit Mexican food. It's not like going to New York or Boston and trying to find Mexican food up there. We do. In fact, we were gone for fall break last week, and my wife, we went on a Disney cruise with our two little girls that are home still. And we got six kids, but four are married and two are at home. And Sharice said to me after <laughs> we're almost done at the cruise, she's like, man, I miss Mexican yeah. food so bad. <laughs> yep. We it love was, cruising and that's cruise, right. She needed Mexican food. <laughs> yeah. My wife and I love to cruise, but that is exactly right, man. They got some good food, but they don't have good Mexican food. That's true. Yeah. Awesome. Totally. Well, the whole point of this show, the reason we're here is we want to create that connection between you know your story and your customers or potential customers. So just... Tell us about you and where you came from and kind of how you got into entrepreneurship, man. What's your story? Yeah. You know, I love 
I love entrepreneurship. I love helping small businesses grow. I always kind of, when I was growing up, I looked around and I saw my friends and the families who, where they own their own business. And I just, I saw what was possible when those businesses were successful. But I also saw what happened when the businesses weren't successful. And, you know, I, in particular, I, you know, in Arizona, we're very much a real estate driven economy here, not as much as we were 30 years ago, but still quite a bit. And man, you'd see in good times, you'd see, you know, people flying high. And then when the interest rates were high and things were rough, you'd see the financial ruin as well. And so I got an up close personal view with some of my friends, families on the highs and lows of small business success. And I just sort of fell in love with it. And then I ended up going, I went to Arizona State and did an economics degree. And I did a graduate degree and I, you know, I got all this education knowing that my real passion was entrepreneurship. And so I racked up all this debt and I told myself, well, once I, you know, I'll go get a job, a kind of a corporate job. And once I pay off my debt, I'm going to go back to entrepreneurship. And shortly into that, I was like, nah, I love entrepreneurship. And I got into tech doing software for entrepreneurs. And that just became my passion. I just, I love it. I love helping small businesses grow. I love the fast pace of software. And so I joined up with my wife's two younger brothers and the three of us started building a software company to help entrepreneurs grow their business with sales and marketing. And that was 20 years ago. And here we are today. We've got, you know, hundreds of employees and a couple hundred thousand people that use our software. And but they're all entrepreneurs. That's who we serve. We serve businesses with generally one to 25 employees. Our sweet spot is two to 10 employees. And if you're in that space and you've realize how much work it takes to try to follow up with leads and track customers and do all of the manual follow-up work that's required to convert leads and create lifelong fans. That is a lot of manual work and we automate it. That's what we do. Yeah. I'll tell you, man, when you said it, when you said it sounds like I'm around my people right now, you hit the nail on the head because that's exactly what we do here at Beefy Marketing. Like that's our whole ploy is to help small businesses. And luckily for us, there are great CRMs out there. So we're one of those that just, you know, when I say that I, I use one of your competitors, don't get your heart broke because that doesn't mean I'm not going to use you as well. <laughs> we like to automate so much that sometimes we automate our automations, you know, like that's what we do <laughs> because you're absolutely right, man. I mean, even as a marketing agency, something that we do, we still rely on companies and softwares just like yours to make sure that we're able to get everything for our clients. And, you know, as you know, with some of the partnership programs and stuff, we're certified with certain CRM platforms to be able to teach how to use that CRM for other clients. And you're hundred percent correct, man. As a small business owner, when you don't have more than 25 people, that's it. All the work you know, lies right there on your plate and you have to figure it out. And there's been plenty of times before we had some really good things set up here that we just found ourselves in this position where we're like, okay, we dropped the ball. Like we messed up on this one, but how are we going to fix it? Here's how we're going to fix it. And instead of scrambling, we could have set ourselves up for success a little bit better, you know, so absolutely important what y'all are doing. But for our listeners out there, maybe some of them are small business owners and like, what are they talking about automation and CRM? And, you know, a lot of people have never heard the term SaaS before, you know, so what are those things? What is your best explanation on them? Yeah. 
So, you know, CRM is customer relationship management. It's really just, it's your system you use to track your customers, serve your customers, make sure that your customers are having a great experience. And it starts all the way from the point that you, it kind of goes through the entire customer journey, you know, as we call it, the customer life cycle. So think of that as from the first time you come across a contact until maybe that contact expresses interest and then all the way through to the process of that interested lead becoming a customer. But then where the real magic is taking those customers and turning them into lifelong raving fans. As you know, John, that's where the profit is. That's where, you know, we call it the three R's, reviews, referrals, and repeat business. When you have, that's what fans do. And unfortunately, most of the time in business, we work so hard to get a customer that we leave out the profitable part, which is to get reviews, referrals, and repeat business from turning those customers into fans. And so what we do is we provide a customer relationship management solution, a CRM solution that automates that process of going from contact to lead to client to raving fan. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, and man, once again, you're right on the money with the fact that that customer acquisition cost that we have to get that client, people don't realize, you know, you can, I think a lot of people don't realize how much more money you could spend per client to get. I think a lot of us undervalue that. But then on top of it, once you do get that client, you're 100% right. That's something we're focused on is, hey, I want to sell you a website. But after I sell you that website, I want you to be making so much money because you have a great looking website and maybe some Google ads sprinkled in or whatever else it is that you're looking to spend even more money on our marketing services and gain even more customers. And then that money just goes round and round and round. You get more customers, make more money, give us more money, we make more money. And then now we get you more customers, you know? Right. Yep, so exactly. you're right. You have to keep them in house. It costs more money naturally to acquire a customer than it does to keep them. So, yeah. And in software, you know, we use this stupid term, customer relationship management, CRM. <laughs> it's really just, it's about building a great business by having great relationships with your customers. And as we all know, running a business, it's hard to keep everything straight. It's hard to be there for your customers. It's so easy as entrepreneurs for us to drop the ball not follow up with a lead like we're supposed to, not get back to a customer. And, you know, just those, it's painful when you've got a client that, you know, you've worked with and then they purchased from somebody else because they didn't realize that you do that or because you weren't there for them when they need, you know, at the, at the moment that they needed it. And so follow-up is the name of the game, staying in touch with them, having that relationship, building that. And that's where automation is a complete game changer for entrepreneurs. If you're trying to do it manually, you just can't keep up with it and it's impossible. And so that's why we have so much passion for what we do. We are all about automation here at Keep. And by the way, Keep is K-E-A-P. It's, it's, it's all about the tenacity of entrepreneurs. Keep going, keep serving, keep growing. Keep, it's about who we serve, the spirit of entrepreneurship. So anyway, we're all about automation. Sounds like you guys are very much so as well. And I know it can be boring for business owners until they realize the magic of it and how it puts hours in their day and converts customers automatically into clients and can really, it really is a game changer for entrepreneurs when they put that automation in place. My favorite part about that kind of stuff too is because I'm in sales, like I handle all the sales side of what we do. And some of it is just you know, spending time creating new ways for us to reach out to our clients. Some of it is actually doing the sales directly. And the big thing is it's a lot of work, you know, not just the money side of it, but it's a lot of actual labor 
which, you know, can be fun labor because we don't market in your traditional like knock, knock, knock. Hey, here we are to come sell you a good website. Usually we're having a few beers when we're talking or, you know, this podcast has been very fruitful for us, too, because people come on and like, man, this is amazing what y'all do. Like, what else do you have? And and all that stuff. So it's so much work that it's a lot nicer when you have those automations set up and clients are receiving emails and check-ins and all these things you don't have to do. And then they're coming to you saying, oh, hey, I'm ready for you to sell me something else now. You know, it kind of reverses that and you don't have to do all the work anymore. That's right. I remember early on when we first started to get into this world of of marketing automation and, and providing this for our customers, we learned from some really smart direct response marketers. And I remember early on one of them saying, if you do sales the normal way, you're always viewed as the unwelcome pest. <laughs> you know, but if you flip it and you put marketing to work for you, then you become the welcome guest at the time that it's right for you. And so that transition from unwanted pest to welcome guest is what happens when you are nurturing your prospect with automated follow-up. You're not spending your time doing it. The customer's not getting annoyed, but they're beginning to know, like, and trust you. And so when the time's right, they come to you. And if you're the business owner or the salesperson on the other side of that, that's why I say it's a game changer. Because not only does it save you time, but now you're viewed as the expert and the authority talking with someone that's predisposed to work with you versus trying to chase them down and sell them something. It's just a completely different situation. And that's what's really fun and magical when you see that happen for your customers. And I'm sure that's what you get excited about when you see it for clients. hundred percent. Relational marketing is a lot better for me because I don't think I could do this job if I had to knock door to door and walk in. And you know, there's like two salesmen on TikTok that I can tell you about that I actually enjoy their sales pitch and wish they would come door to door. Every other one, I try to be as nice and respectful as possible because I respect the hustle and I know the game. But man, most of the time, door to door salesmen, whether it's commercial or at home, is just annoying. They're there at the wrong time. They're a pain in the ass. Like you just don't want to deal with it. And it sucks to feel that way. But you're right. When you create that relationship, one of the coolest things I've ever seen is when you have someone that you've created that relationship with, you weren't successful with the sale either because they're just not ready yet, or they're not the ideal client for you, or you're not the ideal vendor for them. And then they refer you someone else. And send their friends or coworkers or, you know, other agencies that they work with and say, hey, you got to go talk to these guys and gals down here and what they're doing. And it's like, but you didn't even buy anything. You just know what we do, like what we do and like us. And that's magic. Yeah, totally. And I think that relational marketing, the way you're describing it, it produces so much fruit when you do it that way. And I think, you know, when you describe it like that, I'm sure everybody's listening is like, oh, yeah, totally. That makes total sense. But then you ask business owners, hey, how do you do in following up with your prospects and customers? And it's always like, you know, <laughs> not, not so great. 100%. And, and it's not because people don't know. Like they hear that story and they're like, oh, yeah, totally. If I just followed up more effectively, I could build this relationship. But what I've found, and we, you know, over the last 20 years, as I've talked to audiences all over the world, I, I'll ask entrepreneurs, well, why don't you follow up more effectively? You know, it's going to drive better results for you. And I'll always say something around one of these three things. I don't have enough time. I don't have a system to do it. 
And I don't know what to say. I don't know what I should do in the follow-up. You know, I don't, I don't really. And the know what to say, it really comes down to, I don't want to be that pest. You know, I don't want to be that person that's knocking on the door saying, hey, you know, are you ready? Are you ready? But when you turn it into a relationship and you're just giving them and you're giving value, you're giving information, then you solve that don't know what to say. Then it comes down to, I need a system and I need it to save me the time. So I'm not having to put it in myself. No, very fair. Very fair. So I know... Yeah, this is probably a tough question. It puts you on the spot. Obviously, we all know there's competitors for everything. It doesn't matter what you do, what you think you invented or anything else. Someone out there has reinvented the wheel a million times. But why keep? Why not choose one of your competitors? And I don't mean this to like set you up to talk negatively because I know you won't about your yeah. competitor. I mean this to say what sets keep apart. Yeah, three things. And they all revolve around the fact we serve entrepreneurs. So. Number one, it's automation. We are all about automation. And there's lots of different tools out there and they do different things. They have different strengths. Our strength is automation. It's what we started. It's what we do. We're about automation, number one. Number two, we recognize that the platform, the tool is just a tool. You need the full solution, the full support. So we bring to you a strategy, which we call lifecycle automation. We bring to you the support of an amazing community with partners and all of our employees. And if necessary, we'll even provide some of those services that you need. Because let's face it, not everybody wants to write emails and build landing pages and you know do all that stuff. 99% of that is done by our partner community, maybe 95%. And we do a small amount of that just where, where customers aren't getting matched up with a partner. And so we'll provide that. But in other words, it's about the solution, not just a software. And that's the second thing. And then the third thing is, a lot of our competitors will do a piece of what we do, but because we serve small businesses, we do sales and marketing automation. It's leads, it's sales, it's payments, it's appointments, it's everything that you need in one platform to help you grow your business. And a lot of times, if you move upstream to serve a bigger business, you can't take on some of those things. Or if you do, the price becomes very prohibitive for a small business. If you are more of a downstream competitor from us, you might pick off one little piece of it. You know, maybe you just do, you know, a little bit of the email marketing, marketing automation. But our customers need to be able to collect payments. They need to be able to transact orders. They need to be able to do subscriptions and, you know, recurring billing. They need to be able to track leads and not just do the marketing aspect of it, but track them through a pipeline. So it's a more holistic solution. And so, I'd say the three major differentiators are number one, automation, number two, the solution, which includes the services and the strategy, and number three, a more end-to-end -end solution than what you'd find a lot of times with marketing automation. And like I said, all three of those differentiators are grounded in the fact that we serve entrepreneurs. We don't move upstream to go serve bigger businesses. We're not serving brand new businesses that just started yesterday. You've got a real business. You've got real challenges following up with prospects and customers. And we know that game like nobody else. And we help you follow up to serve them better. I can speak to how important that is as far as your ideal client. You know, there's been clients that we've broken up with. There's been clients that we have just said, hey, you know what? I don't think that you're a great fit for what we have to offer. Maybe here's a competitor or a partner agency, someone else that can help you better. You have to match. You know, it's like dating. If you're doing customer service right, it's like dating. 
you should hear from each other every now and then, and you should know what's going on in each other's lives and make sure that you fit well together. So you're 100% right. There are a ton of CRM platforms out there. And again, not speaking disparagingly on any of them because, you know, they're all great for what they're great for. But some of them are built for those larger companies. And that comes with, as you said, a much larger budget. And it also comes with tools that just don't function exactly how you need. I mean, that's something we have personally found with one of the reasons we utilize multiple CRMs is because it's like, well, this one has a great pipeline feature. So we use that so that we can track where we're at in the sales process. Like you said, the life cycle of this client. And then it's like, but this one has better automation on this side of, you know, emails and it has the templates built in and it has this. And it's like, but this one offers direct mailer campaigns and that's pretty nice too. And, you know, so we can just easily automate that. And, and it's like, I don't want to have to piece that stuff together. And some of those things may be built for a company larger than, like you said, that entrepreneur that's out there in the office every single day with his 10, 12, 14 employees. And then that's it. They have to figure it out. And it's like, well, don't have time because I'm doing things. That's the whole reason I'm here because the CEO didn't have time. He was like, I'm tired of doing sales stuff. I can't do it anymore. I don't have the time to do it. So I can't make more money because I can't make more sales because I can't focus on being a CEO. I'm having to focus on running these sales across. So you're hundred percent right, man. A good CRM that is targeted for their ideal client is perfect. So, I mean, I definitely, this is something I already want to check out. So I hope that the listener has that same feeling and they want to kind of check your product out here. What type of demos and what type of support do y'all offer before deciding to go with your CRM and then after choosing it? Yeah. So you can get product demos. You can get a free trial and go through that experience. If you get a free trial, we have people that can help you and support you if you want to reach out or you can just do it on your own. But we're not the type of company that says, oh, you know, here, just get this and go do it all yourself. We've learned over the years that's not reality. You have to either be a very technical entrepreneur with a lot of marketing chops or have a team that's big enough where you have someone that can do that or a partner that does that. We know we've got to help provide the support to you to be successful as a customer. And so this isn't a, hey, come give it a try for a week or whatever. No, to automate your sales and marketing, it will change your life, but you've got to put some effort into it. And so we help you with that. The whole idea of the trial is to help you get a sense of it, see what it's like. You know, if you want to start to put an automation in place, you can do that for sure. But to really dig in and automate your business, you're going to work with our customer success team or with one of our partners, and we're going to we're going to transform your business through automation. And yes, you can talk through some sales process, you can go through free trials, but to do it the right way, you're going to spend some time with our team or our partners so that you can get the life-changing benefits of automation. Yeah, and it's a worthwhile investment of time. Because it's the last bit of time you're going to have to spend and quote unquote waste before you have so much more free time. I can definitely attest to that. And by the way, we didn't, that's one of the things that is evidence of the fact that we're so focused on automation. There's a lot of tools out there where you can get a little taste or a little try of something, but we did that for, there was a season where we did that and we were like, you know what, that doesn't actually create the life-changing impact for our customers that we're after. It's when they really do the automation and put that, you know, they can actually set it and forget it. But doing the work to set it is work. And for a while, and I think some of our competitors out there want to make it seem like it's not work. And I'm here to say it's work, but it's so worth it. 
And we've just learned it doesn't do us any good to try to sugarcoat or to tell people, oh, this is going to be so simple. You're not going to have to do anything. No, that's not reality. That's fairy tale world. But the truth is, if you put some time into it and you partner with us or work with one of our partners, you're going to see some impacts that you'll get to a point where you're like, I don't know how I could have done my business without automation. I mean, it's just, it's amazing what happens. Yeah, for sure. I know this kind of goes backwards, but it was something we talked about before we started the show here. And then something you kind of quickly alluded to while you were telling your origin story, if you will. But it really did seem like it was just a group of three dudes that were friends that got together and just had this like dream of an idea of doing this to get rid of their boss and eventually make it big, get rich and have all the money that they needed. So if you wouldn't mind, tell us about your brothers-in-law and their idea and like how this whole thing came about, just because I was literally reading it on my computer real quick because I was like, man, I forgot about that story. I wanted to ask him about yeah. that. Yeah, I'm so glad you did. This is the fun part to me to talk about is why we do it. You know, why do we do this? Why am I so passionate about automation? I'm not a techie geek. I'm really not. I'm actually quite, I'm a, in terms of the technology adoption lifecycle, I'm a pragmatic guy that just wants stuff to work, wants it to be efficient. I'm not a programmer. I love efficiency. I love small business growth and I love making small businesses successful. And what happened was I teamed up with two software developers who happened to be my wife's younger brothers. And the three of us decided that with their technology skills and my sales marketing business skills, we were going to go and build up this software company and then sell it. That was the idea. We started to do it and we realized, holy crap, this is really hard. <laughs> this is really crazy hard. I had come from a software company. After I finished graduate school, I went to work for the software company and, and I had this little team and division that I built up and I thought, oh, I know how to do this. And then I went to do, do this from scratch and I was like, oh, wow, totally different story to try to do this from the ground up. And it was so hard and so challenging that the truth is we would have quit if we could have, but we had personal guarantees in place and we had you know, all the stuff that locks you in where you have no choice but to make it successful. You have to make it work. Well, we were about a year and a half into that, almost two years into that, and I had gotten past my moment of truly wanting to quit and feeling like maybe I should, but I had started to see that the automation that we were creating for our customers was really valuable. We were starting to put it in place in our business because we didn't create the automation right away. We were custom software developers, then we built the product, and then we started to build the automation, and then we started to use the automation ourselves. And that took about two years to go through that process. And when we started to use the automated follow-up ourselves, I began to recognize how it completely changed everything. And so I was now like, excited, even though we were making nothing and we were so buried in debt and all the stuff that happens when you start a business, you know, your credit cards are all maxed out. You can't get any more credit because your credit score is trashed because of starting the business, you know, everything you go through. We were in a really tough place financially, the three of us, my co-founders and I, and we had a couple employees at that point and we were paying them before we were paying us, you know, all the normal stuff that happens where we were just scraping by to take home anything we possibly could. You know, debt was growing, credit cards maxed out. I believed in it because I was seeing that it was working for our customers and we had started using it and it was working for us. But my wife, to her, you know, bless her heart, two years in, she was just like, look, 
I can't keep doing this. We've got a mountain of student debt from our college days. You went through, I went through. We got kids at home. We got no food in the cupboards. Like, and you're delusional, Clay. Like, you do not realize how bad this is. And I'm, you know, for the prior year or so, I'd been saying, it's getting better. It's getting better. We can do it. You know, it's going to happen. You know, and she's like, well, it's not getting better for me. And so one night we just had a really hard conversation where she was like, you have to go look for a new job. You have to. And, I, and we'd had this conversation many times and I'd been able to like say, hey, it's getting better. Hang in there. And she wasn't having it this night. She's like, look, we just can't do it anymore. Maybe what you can do is go get a job and then like you can come back around to work with my brothers later once the business gets going better. And of course, I felt like, well, it's not going to get better unless we're all working at it. You know, I didn't think that was going to work, but I could see she was serious. I said, okay, I promised. I said, I'll look for a job. She said, no, tomorrow, like promise me tomorrow when you go into work that you'll spend your time looking for a job. And I said, okay. And my heart wasn't in it because I really believed in the business, but I knew how much it meant to her. Well, I went into the office the next day and what happened to me happens to nearly every entrepreneur almost every day. The business just sort of envelops you. You get caught up in everything you're doing. And before I knew it, the day was over, I'm driving home and I hadn't done one bit of job searching. And I felt awful because I was like, you know, I told her I would do it. I didn't do it. But I was also worried. I knew that she was really at, at wit's end. And I walked into the house that day and I walked into the room where she was and her back was to me. And she turned around and I kind of, I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> She's, and she said, yeah. And she goes, did you look for a job? And I said, no. And I kind of braced myself for what was coming. And she walked across the room and she just gave me a huge hug. And she held on to me really tight. And then I realized she was crying. And then I didn't know what was going on. And then I started crying because she was crying. She held on to me. She wouldn't let go of me. And if you've been an entrepreneur and you've been in that place where the business is coming between you and your spouse and you've kind of lost their confidence and their belief. And when she started to hug me, you know, I was just like, at some point I realized it's okay. Even though she's crying, this is actually, she's not mad at me. She's not done something here. Like I, something has happened. She's like softer. <laughs> and so after several minutes, literally of holding and her like crying and me asking what's going on, are you okay? It literally was like three minutes. She pulled away and she's like, everything's going to be okay. And I said, what happened? You know, like inside of me, I'm thinking, who are you and what'd you do with my wife? You know? And because she was been, had been very mad at me for a long time and I don't blame her. And she said, you know what? Everything's going to be okay. God knows what we're doing. It's going to be all right. Just keep going. And I refer to that as my keep going moment. And every successful entrepreneur has had a keep going moment or two or 10. And every struggling entrepreneur needs to know about it. They need to know that you've got to keep going when it feels like you just can't do it. You just need to keep going. And that's really what, you know, when you said to me in the prelude to this conversation, you said, if we just get real and talk about what's behind the business, well, the reason why we do what we do is because we know how freaking hard entrepreneurship is. And we know that everything in you at times wants to quit and the circumstances and even your best friends and your loved ones are telling you, go get a real job. And then you get to a point where it's actually no longer the business is going to, you don't know if the business is going to fail or survive, but it's still really hard. And the profitability is a struggle. And maybe your friends and family aren't worried for your well-being anymore. 
and it looks like you're more successful, but deep down inside, you know, you're not as like financially, it's not going as well as you thought it could. And so we do what we do because we love to empower entrepreneurs with automation because when it happens and when they get it, it's not just game changing and business changing. It is literally life changing. It changes the lives of entrepreneurs. It makes it possible for them to have a successful business and to have a great life because automation is, as our customers say it to us so often, it's their best employee. It's working in the background, doing the stuff for them. It's cheap. It's inexpensive compared to an employee. And you're able to achieve your goals of freedom and impact and financial accomplishment without having to sacrifice everything, which is what it frequently feels like for business owners. Yeah, no, I mean, I know somebody is probably listening and they're like, I cannot believe how excited this guy is about automation and CRM and well, life changing. Yeah, sure. Life changing, I bet. But it is because if you're an entrepreneur, you already know that basically your business is now your life. And hopefully you have some really healthy boundaries set there so that you can disconnect, go home, be with your kids, be with your spouse or your friends or whomever you choose. But it's very easy for those boundary lines to become blurred. And especially, I mean, I find myself doing it all the time. You know, I'll be sitting there in bed. It's like 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. I should be asleep. And then an email comes in and it's like, man, I get my email on my watch right here. And I see that. And then it triggers me to pick up my phone, read the full email, see what it was about. And then sometimes it's like, well, they're awake. So I guess I'll just go ahead and respond and knock this out right now. So I don't have it on my plate in the morning. And when you have those processes in place, it can help free up more time so that you're either a not as upset when you do get an interruption. Cause it's like, well, I haven't had an 11 o'clock email in three years, so I can go ahead and handle this right. one <laughs> or B it. it's like, it takes away that problem that you're having at home. Cause you're hundred percent right. Everybody's got the story. I mean, my wife, she's a pretty strong willed woman. So she just has to give me a look sometimes. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna let you have that one. Cause you're right. So, you know, <laughs> yes, honey. All right, dear. Yeah. And we've definitely had those times where it's like, well, the company needs me. And then it's like, well, your 13 year old has a football game today. So choose the company or choose your family. Which one is it? And it's like, Jesus, you don't have to lay it on me that hard. Like I get it, you know? <laughs> so yeah. you're hundred percent right, man. It's just, it really is life changing. And I guess sometimes you can probably only understand that if you are an entrepreneur yourself. So that's exactly what it is. You know, people hear that story or they hear other people's story. And if they haven't been through it, you can't get it, you know, and I don't fault them. You know, you don't understand it. But when your identity is wrapped up in your business, your finances are wrapped up in the business, your relationships are wrapped up in the business, everything is on the line, the pressure and not to mention, by the way, the thrill and excitement and draw of the business that gets you wanting to do more. You know, it's all sides of it. It becomes so challenging to draw those lines and the boundaries, like you said. And if you don't have automation working for you in the background, there's a certain amount of anxiety that's just always there because you know there's things that have to be taken care of. And so you said it really well when you said, hey, if I've got automation that takes care of a bunch of it, when that little piece of anxiety pops up, it doesn't hit you quite as heavily as it does. And so whether you call that, whether that anxiety shows up in the form of an 11 p.m. email or customer that has an issue during the middle of the day that, you know, that wasn't attended to the way it should have been, or a sale that you lost that you would have had, you know, the, the anxiety shows up in all sorts of ways. But if you automate 
you can calm down that baseline level of anxiety that, let's face it, comes with running your own business. And you can start to have space to create and to do things that bring you a ton of satisfaction as an entrepreneur. Because we all got in it for freedom. And then we realize, oh, holy crap, I've got customers, employees, bills, <laughs> I got all this stuff. Where's the freedom, right? If there's one reoccurring story that happens every podcast. That's the one right there. It's like, I wanted to become an entrepreneur because I wanted to be able to just you know, screw around all the time and not have to do anything and not have to work so hard and have a bunch of free time and make a bunch of money. And it's like, then I got into it and realized you're broke <laughs> and you have to work all the time to be broke. And yeah, but you know, again, it goes back to that first thing we started talking about. It's not having a boss. I mean, you still do because your client's the boss now, but it's like, I'm the one who gets to direct the way that we go. And that is right. truly great. And that's one thing I love about entrepreneurship. And you can take on all the challenges. And, you know, that's one thing you always get is, hey, ultimately, you get to make the call and you get to live with the upside and the downside of it. Yep. No, you're 100% right. So I was just going to ask, you know, we talked all about the business and all about you and everything else. Just for our listeners out there, what is the best way for them to connect with you? I'm sure your answer is going to be keep.com, you know, go there, check out the product, connect with the team and see if they can get started. But is there any other way you want them to get in touch with you besides that? And of course, not just you specifically, but keep. <laughs> yeah, sure. Keep.com, K-E-A-P.com. That's definitely the best way. I'm very open, you know, email clate at keep.com. Easy to get in touch with me that way. I, you know, I, I'm somewhat active on social. Facebook is, you know, to a certain extent. I'm envious of you being so effective on TikTok already. That's impressive. Good work. That's that's really great. My main thing is, is Facebook, but really I love to be personal with people in, in person. And, you know, that's email is one of the easy ways to do that. So that's another way. Heck yeah, man. Well, I think we're kind of running a little bit low on time, not for the podcast, but I know you're a busy man. You got a lot of stuff to do, but I just wanted to quickly mention and see if this is something you wanted to just kind of throw out there to other people. You are truly in this for small businesses. So I believe y'all have kind of like your own podcast network. Mm -hmm. There you go. So if you want to plug that real quick and then just let people know where they can go and get some awesome tips for small business owners, you know, much like our yeah, shows we have here. All the resources on our website is really the best place to go. We've got everything. We've got a Keep Academy that teaches and trains on everything from lifecycle automation to independent of our software. We've got all kinds of resources there, blogs, podcasts. That's the best place to go to see everything. But yeah, to me, educating entrepreneurs is one of the most fun things to do. And I love that you're doing it. Like I said, your intro just speaks to me perfectly. I love it. I think it's so fantastic. And if your listeners want to learn more, you know, keep.com and they can see all the different resources we have there. Heck yeah, man. We'll definitely encourage them to do so. And Clayt, thank you so much for being on the show and taking your time today. Like I said, I know how it is. I'm fighting the same battle. I'm like, I've got 600 projects to do over here, but I have a podcast schedule. I got to knock it out. So I'm going to get back to my projects, let you get back to yours and just thank you again for being a part of the show. All right. You bet. Thanks, John. Yes, Appreciate sir. All you're doing. Listeners. Once again, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the beef podcast. I can't thank you enough because it's your listening, your sharing, and you're taking part in the stories that you hear just like this that will one day make these small businesses no longer small businesses. And that's the story that we're looking to hear. So thank you for tuning in every single week for a new episode of the Beef Podcast. We'll listen to you and see you on the next one. And until then, as always, stay beefy, my friends. You've been listening to The Beef. 
Thanks for listening. Make sure to like, rate, and review. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information that you can use. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, follow us on social media. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Beefy Marketing. Would you like your business featured on the beef? Know a business that should be featured? Visit beefymarketing.com slash the beef. Remember, branding is about a connection with you and your people. Till next time, thanks for listening to The Beef.